Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Two title changes, and did the crowd hijack the main event? This is your Extreme Rules After Show. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. George Hermosa, George, and we have Steve Kaufman, and we are ready to talk about Extreme Rules. Now, a lot of people are saying that this wasn't the greatest pay-per-view. Really quick, before we get into more in-depth thoughts, what did you guys think about this show? Thumbs up or thumbs down? George, let's start with you right over here. What about thumbs in the middle-ish? Does that make sense? Really? Okay, yeah, no, it totally yeah, that makes was sense. Okay. I, thought, I thought there was some stuff that was really good, some stuff that was not so good. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Steve? I'm going to say thumbs up, but not a full thumbs up, but like there. For our podcast listeners, it's <laughs> not a full thumbs up. I think this actually over-delivered than what it, what it existed on paper. It was an Extreme Rules, a gimmick pay-per-view with very few actual gimmick matches in... Honestly, like the matches seem to over-deliver than what was given beforehand. All right, all right, well, let's get started. You know, one of the things that, you know, we didn't find out towards the very end, which was actually the main event, which was pretty surprising to a few people. I know, George, you were texting me. You're like, what's happening? Seth Rollins is going to be, this is going to be the main event. So what do you guys think? What were your guys' thoughts on the Intercontinental Championship going on for the main event? Something we don't see very regularly. Steve, let's start with you. Um, Personally, People like to see things like this and think Vince is messing with the internet fans. Mm-hmm. Tonight, I kind of feel like he is. Because so many people have been saying for so long, most of AJ Styles' run, that he's been, that like, oh, it's the WWE Championship, but it never goes on last. Sometimes I feel like they're messing with us. Where it's like, oh, you guys want the important stuff on last? How about the 30-minute Intercontinental Championship match that most nights we put on first to get that time out of the way? Um, however, I really think this match, as a match, deserved to go on last and kind of steal the show and be this centerpiece of the show. Um, it's unfortunate the crowd was very exhausted by this point. Well, speaking of the crowd, for you personally, I know a lot of people were saying that they were actually offended by how the crowd was behaving. Do you guys, well, we'll start with, we'll continue with you, yeah, Steve, yeah. but did you agree with that? Um... If you pay for your ticket, you're allowed to react however you want to react. Granted, I'm a guy who watched wrestling in a bingo hall where you would you would literally change the character mid-match because we were booing you so hard. However, I do think there was a level of disrespect for what Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins put on versus how the crowd reacted. The crowd, to a certain extent, reacted like they were getting Roman Reigns' Bobby Lashley last. Mm-hmm. And that was what frustrated me about this crowd. But... You have fun how you have fun, and I think Seth Rollins showed it to us that he 
isn't offended or shouldn't isn't going to be outwardly offended like he showed us with the beach ball stuff in um the monday night raw after wrestlemania WrestleMania in new orleans that it's like i i want to have a great time with you guys i think you guys have a great time i think it's cool i also don't think it was a full-on hijacking all right, all right. Okay, so uh, George, tell me, what did you think about this match going on last? Like I said, I know that you were texting me. You were like, what is happening here? <laughs> and then also, what did you think about the crowd's reaction? Um, I Just to be fair, because I feel like I feel like it's a broken record every time we're here as far as, what do you mean AJ Styles doesn't last? What do you mean the WWE Championship doesn't last? So I'm going to not focus on that <laughs> and focus more on the fact that about a year and a half ago for No Mercy 2016, a lot of people were saying, the Intercontinental Championship match should have been last. Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz. That match was not only phenomenal, I thought that that match had an amazing buildup to it. Uh, with that said, kudos to them maybe doing something different, you know, because we don't really see not only the Intercontinental Championship match going on last, but even like the last few Iron Man matches we've had, they haven't been on last. I think Charlotte Sasha might have been one of the last ones, and I don't, that, that didn't go last. I don't think it went last. Um, <laughs> could be wrong. But, um, but, but just with that said, I knew that if there were two guys that were going to be able to just pretty much deserve, not just deserve, they, they both deserve it, but you know that they were going to deliver, it was going to be Ziggler and Rollins. You know that you hear Ziggler all the time in interviews saying, you know, I want to be in the John Cena spot. I want to get more. I want to do more. I want to do this. Rollins obviously always acts like he's a chip on the shoulder, which is probably why he's so awesome, because he really wants to be the very best. Um, I, I thought this match was amazing. Um, I think the crowd sucks. <laughs> if anything, I, 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 I was very disappointed. It just I was not expecting that kind of reaction for, you know, those two guys. I, I think it was a little disappointing. I know, you know, if you pay your money, I get it. But go to a baseball game then. You know, like if you want to throw a beach ball, beach ball around, go to a baseball game. Like, I don't know. It just feels like, are you guys really fans if you're going to sit there and not watch wrestling? Not, you know, pay your money to a wrestling show to not watch wrestling? I don't know. It, it just... It, it, Seeing the crowd pop for the for the <laughs> clock to come back, I mean, it was cute, but it was like, oh, well, that kind of sucks. I know. I felt like Rollins was getting a little upset too at that. All I could right. be wrong. I could be wrong. <laughs> so here's my thing about this whole situation: is that personally, I feel that the reason why the crowd started chanting, counting down the ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You guys know the deal. I feel that it was this match layout. I know, George, that you said this match was good. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe we wouldn't call it the greatest Iron Man match ever, Mm -hmm. but I do think that it was kind of a little silly that they had, what was it, like seven pinfalls or whatever within a 15-minute span. Doesn't that kind of lower the importance of a pinfall because we know had this been a regular match let's say a 10-12 minute Mm -hmm. match on Raw and if the guys obviously they're going to be working a while to get to the pin so why did they do so many pins and did that kind of make the crowd not interested in what was going on in the ring. I think I think with these matches, and I, th- I honestly, I'm not going to lie to you, Denise. I was thinking the same exact thing, which is why I, I love Brett versus Sean so much because those are two guys that are so good at what they do at the, especially at the time, is that they they couldn't be beat in an hour. They had to go over mm-hmm. an hour just for one of them to lose. And, and then you look at like all their matches around that, like they never really lost clean except for like one time Brett lost against Owen. But like other than that, like they never lost clean in a straight one-on-one wrestling match, which is why I thought that, that, that probably the best Iron Man match ever. Um, but with that said, I, I, I think of it as it's, it's it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. So sometimes you might, from from a kayfabe standpoint, you might it'd be okay to like, hey, let me take a loss because I know mm-hmm. I got somebody out there kind of. 
you know, it just, you know, in case of emergency, you know, I, I kind of do see where you're coming from, but I think the fact that, you know, Ziggler had McIntyre out there saying, hey, if I get down to, you know what to do, and we kind of saw that happen with Ziggler taking the lead. All right, Steve, mm. did you want to add to that? Um, I'm going to honestly say I think the wrestling tonight lost them before the bell rang on this match. Mm -hmm. If you listen to them the second the clock started, like before any falls yeah, happened, yeah. this crowd was very But it much wasn't even that like, much. It was Yes, it started at four, but it wasn't even a long show. It wasn't like four hours in. Like it was it kind of, it still ended relatively early. What? Was, do, you, I, do you think that maybe because the rest of the show wasn't necessarily that great? I mean, really besides this match was good and then the, obviously the AJ Styles match was pretty good with Rusev. But, I would, but yeah. prior to that, everything else was bland. But I would think that they would be popping for this match because everything else was bland. It's not like they were coming down from anything. But I think you could, I think it, there's something to be said about losing the crowd. Like, if you've ever been to a bad wrestling show, midway through, you give up on the show. Mm -hmm. okay. Like, you don't understand. Like, no, we're just, we're going to have a good time in spite of the show. All right. So then maybe do you think that it was a fact that it was an Ironman match and that people know, okay, really, this match isn't going to be really important until the final five, three minutes. Do you think that maybe that was some sort of effect on it? That's part of it. I mean... I, I'm not. I, I I like Iron Man matches when they build up properly. I don't think. I think the build up for a lot of these matches is kind of whack. To be honest with you, it's like, it, it, I don't. For some of these gimmick matches, it's, I'll, go, I'll go into it maybe more in the cage match. But it's like I feel like the gimmick didn't match the build up. It's like they should be. They, there should be like time limit draws that build up to this match. There should be like two guys that maybe haven't really touched and they're so good that build up to this match. Not like, hey, we, you know, we've, we've seen clean finishes, but let's put them in an Iron Man match where, I don't know, it just felt weird. I feel like the build up didn't match the actual gimmick match itself. No, yeah, I totally agree with that, and I noticed that throughout the show. But moving on, let's move on to AJ Styles and Rusev. How did you guys feel about this match? And obviously a lot of people thought that this was going to be the main event. How did you guys feel this match was overall with their chemistry? Rusev, AJ Styles for the first time ever. Am I correct on that? I believe so. Pretty close. Yes. Yeah. So Steve, give us your thoughts. And also, how do you think that AJ Styles is doing as a champion, which I believe now his reign is at 251 days? Um, I think AJ Styles as a champion is up there with some of the better modern day champions. And I would include, and by modern day, I mean the last like 10 years. So that would include someone like John Cena or CM Punk or like to a certain extent, Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. we'll, get in, we'll get into that. I'm sure at some point on the rundown, but I think AJ Styles has proven day in and day out that he's better than they ever expected him to be and that he is going to be the workhorse wherever you put him in the card that he's going to make everyone look amazing. And I think that I think that's perfect. The one thing is I don't think anyone really suspended their disbelief to think Rusev could win this match. Really? Even with the crowd always behind him chanting Rusev Day, you didn't think he had a slight chance? <laughs> but that's, that's them trolling. That's the, the, but like that's them I trolling. Disagree. That's their want. That I would love a face Rusev to win the world title, but tonight was not the night. We all knew this. That was my like only thing. But once bell to bell, that wasn't. I was suspending my disbelief. There were plenty of moments that I, Rusev was coming coming from behind, and I was like, he's gonna do it. He's bigger. He's better. And then he doesn't. But ultimately, I think 
I think we're all ready to love him, and we need to turn him face. So, George, I can feel you here not agreeing with Steve, so tell me. It's it's like, I can say everything I can say about Rusev maybe not being ready for the WWE Championship for this match, kind of being a little predictable because, you know, AJ Styles is so great, whatever. But all these things got thrown out the window as soon as Jinder Mahal became champion. Once (laughs) Once that happened, then it's like, well, anything is really possible. And especially, you would, I mean, it's fair to say that Rusev is more over now than Jinder Mahal was when he won the WWE Championship? Yeah. No, that's 100%. Yeah. And, and so I... I I, it wasn't... <laughs> I, I didn't want to see it just yet. I kind of want to... I'm not really a big fan of, you know, Rusev having so much fan, uh, you know, you know, love from, from them. Fan support, yeah. And then and then, and then uh, him still trying to be a heel. I don't know. I'm not really a big fan of that. I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but like, I, I want him to be a super mega baby face <laughs> that he needs to be, that we know he can be, because anybody that watches Torivas or even not, he, Rusev is hilarious. Rusev is freaking awesome, and like almost any time he talks, like even something as simple like fa- flashback to what day was it? I, th- I want to say it was like Christmas. They did like a Christmas episode, and then like Rusev comes in with like a Santa hat and a Santa beard. You can tell it's him, big mm-hmm. muscles. He's like walks up, ho ho ho. He's like, oh look, it's me, Rusev. Like we yeah, know no, it's like, you. Like you're so hilarious. Like you're so funny. But I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I, I like the match. It was great. Maybe even best match of the day, best match of the night. One of the best matches of the night, but uh, I, I want to see Rusev as a babyface. So I wasn't really buying this much, this match as much as I'd love to. As great as AJ Styles is, because he is probably one of the top, becoming one of the top WWE champions. I, I think he surpassed Seth Rollins already. Mm. I think he surpassed Roman. I think he surpassed all the Shield. To be honest with you, as, yeah. as a WWE champion overall. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I do agree with the fact that you said I think he is becoming on that. He's going to be affiliated with the WWE Championships the same way Savage was, mm-hmm. the same way Brett was, the same way Sean was, and I really hope this reign... I really hope he beats Brock Lesnar, essentially, because I'm tired of Brock Lesnar being, oh, the longest active reigning since whatever, whatever, you know? I... That's that's a very frustrating... <laughs> that's a very frustrating... And, and, I, and I hope that this isn't the end for Rusev as far as being in the main event. No, you know, so one of the things that I wanted to say about Rusev was right when he came out, I noticed that he actually lost a lot of weight. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but you can tell in his Mm, face. mm -hmm. So I'm almost like, does he know that, you know, something is coming and therefore he's getting more in shape? You, You never know. Maybe he's prepping himself. But... Yes, I think that Rusev is on his way in terms of maybe in a, in a while, in a few years, to become a champion. Mm-hmm. My He was actually my pick for this match. But mm-hmm. then, once I realized that AJ Styles had more opportunities in mm-hmm. terms of who he would go on to face next, mm-hmm. he has more options versus Rusev. And now, in terms of AJ Styles, I feel that the reason why he's such a good champion is because even given the certain limitations that he has been given in WWE versus certain stories that he's been working with, certain wrestlers that he's been working in, he's always given it above and beyond. I mean, come on. He gave Baron Corbin his best match ever. <laughs> <laughs> and Baron Corbin isn't necessarily, you know, the top of the haystack here, all right? Baron Corbin also worked with John Cena at a SummerSlam. And then AJ Styles is the person giving him his best match ever. I also want to point out very briefly, it's more like Rusev's head, he got a haircut and then he kind of shaped up the beard. I can speak to that. That can make your face look, that can make you look 20 pounds lighter just in the face. Yeah. That's that's a thing I can just speak to because that's also my look. <laughs> your look. <laughs> that's Are also you my the look. Rusev look? I might. I might consider the Rusev look over whatever I got going on right now. Awesome, awesome. All right, so yeah, I mean, honestly, to tell you guys the truth, I would really like to see AJ Styles and Rusev again, just because I thought that they did a pretty good. I mean, even though it was a pretty clean finish, I think that 
once they get more time together, they can actually build up a good mm. a good chemistry, especially because we know that AJ, like always, is going to bump incredibly well for mm. him, just like he does for every big guy that he works. But now, switching over, we are going to be talking about Roman uh. Reigns and Bobby Lashley. <laughs> now, this match, obviously this is a new pairing we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about their chemistry? Um... What chemistry? <laughs> it's in short, like this whole thing. Do, like I think they're not listening to whatever the complaint is about Roman Reigns because they're just doing it again with Bobby Lashley and expecting a different result. Like it's quite literally insanity. Because they're like, oh, you don't like Roman Reigns? Well, let's pair you. Let's pair him with Bobby Lashley. And it's like our problem with Bobby Lashley is our same problem that we have with Roman Reigns. It's the, it's a guy that could probably be awesome if you just let him go out there and talk and then you hand him a god-awful promo that makes no sense. Do you want to know what would have made this make a lot of sense for me? If he got if he got Bobby Lashley fired up with Trump heat. Because I'm not making that up. You can literally do Trump heat with Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley was Trump's champion over Umaga in that WrestleMania match that they've mentioned. Hmm. I, you might split your audience, but at least there's heat. There's no heat to this match. George, thoughts? I liked it. Really? <laughs> I, I liked it. I, I mean, I'm a big fan of Roman Reigns. I, I think a lot of people don't realize just how good he is, regardless of the reaction that he gets. Uh, I, I think he's really, really good. I, I think it was. I think it was a fantastic match. To be honest with you, I think Bobby Lashley can go. I mean, uh, I think I think the buildup could have been better. I mean, it's not at the level of Cena Reigns. I thought that buildup was amazing. I swear to God, Cena. I know it's a year ago, but Cena Reigns made me want to go from not from watching it on pay per view to actually going. And I went to No Mercy. You were there, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, but it wasn't at that level. But it, it was still good. I thought it was really good. All right. I want to see them again. Well, how did you feel about how the fans were behaving? They were chanting Screw Beach the Balls. Fans. <laughs> we, we, we already, did, I already, I already mentioned that in the ten nine eight five four three two one. I mean, like clearly, there. It's one of those things where you're you're not gonna. There's no there's no winning of the fans over at, at this point. You know, it's like you're gonna do what you do. You're gonna do your best to your best ability, and you know. So I almost feel like with this match, in terms of the fans, you know, this wasn't a bad match, okay? Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley was not a bad match. Obviously, the fans distracted us, and I feel like that's almost mirrored to what we saw with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, where the fans took over the match, and maybe you didn't appreciate it as much. I feel like that was a similarity. But also, uh, you mentioned that Bobby Lashley and uh, Roman Reigns had a sort of similarity, but I kind of feel that they're similar in a different way in terms of they're both really good athletes. Both Mm -hmm. of them are. Mm -hmm. However, I still think that depending on who lays out the match for them or who they're working Mm. for, that is how they're actually going to shine and have really good matches in terms of they both are good workers, but they need somebody to carry them still. I I will say this, though, and I said this at the last show. I know you weren't here, but I'll say it again because I I know you watched our show, obviously. But I will say this. If you watch a Roman Reigns match, especially on pay-per-view, on mute and pretend that he's a heel, I promise you that that match is going to be a lot better. I, you said this and I did this and you're right. <laughs> you're right. Like, well, and like, I'm not, I'm not, I try my best to not be the armchair booker oh. I like to be in these shows. So I don't want to say stuff. Like, I don't want to go off on the path of like, well, we should have turned him heel five <laughs> years ago and he'd yeah. be the most, he'd be the next rock. Yeah. Like, I feel, obviously, I feel that way and there's no ill will toward him personally. My no. issue, and I've seen, I've seen it happen, 
is that if you let Roman Reigns just talk, if you let Roman Reigns just be, he's great in the ring. But we've heard him talk. No, no, you've heard him speak what was scripted. You, we've, I've heard him talk. The night he won the championship in Philadelphia and then the cameras went off the air and it was him and, him and the Usos having a moment with the Philadelphia crowd. That was a night he talked. But then how do you explain other guys that are still scripted but are actually coming off genuine in terms of, yeah, we know they're scripted, but they're still pulling it off of what they're supposed to say and they're still portraying a certain message that they're supposed to be getting across? They're not Roman Reigns, so the, like. But what I'm saying is, like, they're not Roman Reigns, so the people who are scripting them have a bit more freedom to actually work with him. Well, what would make this best? Whereas Roman Reigns, there's you would if you're writing something for Roman Reigns, you would feel like there's the weight of the whole company on you. And then like Vince McMahon would probably have his hands in it. And all of creative would probably have their hands in it. And what gets handed is like this corporate slop that didn't he? He said suffering suff- succotash at one point. <laughs> like the, there's just. I don't know, I, and I think it, there's, it's been said on various podcasts I listen to as well, so I'm not going to take credit for it, but like part of the problem is on TV, they don't develop, they develop people, they don't develop characters. Like, a character grows and moves. They're just developing people with traits. So, like, Roman Reigns is just kind of going to be on this endless loop and never change, and by change, I mean be healed. Because we just want, we want to boo him, let us boo him, and then we'll, we'll get it, we'll get bored. I, that's, but I'm not going to beat that dead horse. All right, all right. Well, enough about the men. We do have a lot of women's action to talk about. We let's start off with the Carmella Oscar match, and of course, James Ellsworth was in the Shark Tank. How did you guys feel about this one, George? We'll start with you. Oh, uh, good. <laughs> I, I let me just say, I really, really like Carmella. I really, I love Carmella. Ever since she kind of went off on Nikki Bella and she turned heel around that time, I, I love Carmella. But I'm starting to lose a little bit of faith in Carmella uh, as, as a wrestler. I feel like maybe they're protecting her too much. I mean, you're disagree. You're barely starting to no, lose Because <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'll give somebody the benefit of the doubt. Like, okay, you know, maybe maybe she's doing something on live events that we're not seeing, right? Because that's when they really have time to really grow and develop and shine and really do things that they don't do on TV. Um, <laughs> it just was very clear that, like... Is she going to do anything to prove herself as champion again? Maybe that's why we're not in the business because, you know, she's doing something that a heel champion would do. Like, I get it. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't get it. It's just, like, I, 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 I thought that her being champion was going to – we were going to see, like, this whole – just the way how she's grown. I just haven't seen that yet since, since in the last month or two. She's that's been, cute, George. You had a lot of hope. <laughs> I did have a lot of you. hope. I really um, did. Carmella has been the same character for – close to two years ever since the James Ellsworth stuff like that's pretty much been it there's been no growth there's been no like there's been there's been nothing more than just cool that's that's what we are now and it's kind of like I it's kind of frustrating it's also very frustrating we'll talk about Nakamura when we get to Nakamura but Asuka is another person who's just you win the Royal Rumble you're undefeated you have the close to the match of the night with Charlotte at Wrestlemania and now you're on like your eighth try (laughs) with Carmella, and it's just frustrating because it's clear that the it's clear that where they see the money is is Carmella Charlotte rematch SummerSlam, where we see the money is Asuka as champion forever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I, I buy my t-shirts on clearance, so maybe I'm not the, <laughs> maybe I'm not their target audience. Okay, so first of all, I just gotta say, well, starting with George, I think you were way too kind to Carmela. Carmela, <laughs> why not give her the benefit of the doubt? Okay, hold on. So the thing about Carmela, she has a great personality. She has charisma. She has all that. That's something that I cannot take away from her. No one can take away from her. But her wrestling skills are just not there. So I feel that. I almost felt like this... I feel like... Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors, and today Spotify is one of our sponsors. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Premium users can even download episodes to listen to offline, wherever they are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with all your friends and following on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for AfterBuzz TV on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz TV. WWE wasn't planning on having Carmella hold the title for this long. You know, there was something else that was supposed to be in the works, and I feel like she just kind of kept lucky, kept getting lucky, and kept keeping mm. holding on to the bout that much longer. And what are they doing to Asuka? I am sorry, but Asuka is amazing. She's obviously one of the top women in the roster. And look at her. She has been getting booked and losing left and right. This is not what we had envisioned for Asuka at she, all. It's embarrassing. I mean, no, like they, they also see the money in Asuka with her and James Ellsworth. Which... Any woman on the roster in James Ellsworth would draw just as much money as Asuka and James Ellsworth. The whole thing is that it's James Ellsworth versus a woman. There's so much more you can do with Asuka that they're not even trying. Which is frustrating because she won the Royal Rumble. There was a time where it looked like they were going to try. She was undefeated in NXT. She was undefeated when she came up to Raw. Like it, this, She switched champions midway to WrestleMania to build even more buzz for this dream match. Like there were so many things they did right hmm. to ultimately do wrong here. It's just, every time I think about Asuka, it's just so frustrating. Alright, so we're going to move on because I'm getting frustrated with this whole <laughs> carmella Asuka thing. Alright, and another uh, another situation that I'm frustrated with too. Um, Alexa and Naya, I feel like we've seen this one zillion times, but here we are again. At least it's Extreme Rules this time. Um, Steve, we'll, stop. we'll start with you. What did you think about this match? Um, I think this match was great. I think they were super inventive. I think these two have worked a lot. I think there was a lot of interference. Like, a lot of, like, just Mickey James is there. Natalia was there. Ronda Rousey was there. Everyone was just kind of there. And it, I think it took away from these two having a finish, which would be cool if SummerSlam was going to be these two, but it's not. It's going to be Ronda for the belt. Do you think that Ronda running in was justified, and how did you think that all played out? I think it was telegraphed. I think it was telegraphed from the beatdown, however many weeks ago since Money in the since the night after Money in the Bank, that it's like, oh, so she's going to get involved, and like we kind of write the whole story for ourselves. And I think that's frustrating because I would much rather just see Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss go. I would much rather just see the women wrestle instead of just because I I don't always say this with hardcore and extreme rules matches, but in this match the weapons just kind of felt like toys. Okay. Like, none of it, like, none of it had any value. Everything, everything was literally just kind of thrown around in there, and, like, whereas, say what you must about the Bailey thing last year, the weapons had value in, the, in that Bailey match. 
Her character didn't make any sense. But the weapons had value. Whereas with here, it's just like, cool, we're going to throw some chairs, and then we're just going to throw this, and then that, and then Rondo's going to show up, and then Mickey's going to get thrown out, and it's just going to be this weird business. It's still yeah. fun. Like, I still had a great time watching it, but, like, that's just where I am with what I'd like to see versus what's happening. I think combined with the SmackDown <clears throat> uh, Women's Championship, I think it was just too much. Like, too much interference. I want to see, like, a badass Extreme Rules match between two women. Like, you know, N- Natalia didn't have to be there. Mickey... I mean, they're affiliate, but she didn't have to be there. It was just, this is more about Rhonda and Alexa. I mean, God God knows how much I love Alexa, and everybody's going to sit there and say on the message board and comment, <laughs> we get it. Okay, but let me just say one thing about Alexa Bliss real quick, because <laughs> I say this all the time on the other thing. But, like, everybody's like, oh, she's not, the, she's not the best wrestler, she's not this. Okay, when The Rock was a champion, he was not the best wrestler in the company, you know, but but he was the best overall person on the company. Come on, let's be real. So like that's what I, that's why I feel about Alexa Bliss. I think overall she's no, she's not the best wrestler, but overall she's the best character. But it's just I don't know. I just thought it was too much. I, I just I, I was I was very surprised on how much I did not like this match. Well, one of the things I want to follow up with you, and we talked about this earlier, was why didn't security go after a suspended <laughs> Ronda Rousey? Well. Why would Kurt Angle, the leader of the whole ship... I think Kurt Angle sucks as a GM. There, I said it. Okay. I'll, also, I'll mention it more in, the, in one of the next Also, matches. we can have a Baron Corbin tweet. That can, that can explain all of this. Because why would a suspended Ronda Rousey be allowed to sit in the front row? See, my thing was, like, I, th- <laughs> like, I think she was just suspended from Raw. But as you said, like, then why did she have to have a, have a seat? Can't can she just show up for Extreme Rules? Because it was like they kind of made, they kind of said something when she was at the live events where, like, well, she was suspended from being on Raw, but not on the live events. And it's like, yeah, what, why'd you have to get a ticket, though? It's just weird. <laughs> I, I, think, I think, you know, logic is fun to kind of play around with. Yeah, I like that you <laughs> mentioned that logic is fun to play around with. I feel like we're bending the rules a lot because had this been any other sporting event, if she had been suspended, she would not even be able to be there watching the show even if she had a ticket. Yet there <laughs> she is. And then she comes out, she throws Mickey James like crazy, which by the way, Ronda was a little sloppy on that, <laughs> throwing poor Mickey James on the barricade and you anyways. So, I mean, <laughs> I just think, okay, we get it. Rhonda's going to take time off, shoot some movies. She can't do every Raw. We know that. But also, let's not bend. Let's, if she comes out and, you know, jumps the girls and she's not, she's suspended, then at least bring out some security and make it seem like, Rhonda, you can't be here. If mm-hmm. anything, it would have made her look more like a badass where mm-hmm. she's like, you know what, screw you guys. I'm going to defend. I'm going to beat down, I'm going to beat down a locker room clear out. I'm going to beat down 12 local talent dressed exactly. as security guards. Like, any of that. Uh, Joseph Buzz actually had a really, Joseph Buzz in our chat has a really good uh, point which is her going to the USC Hall of Fame screwed up her momentum and I agree to this because she would not have been fighting fighting for the world title a week ago or a pay-per-view ago if she wasn't entering the USC Hall of Fame when she was like that whole I think that whole announcement jump-started a plan that they were not ready for Ronda like I think they were going to have more tag matches they were going to have more like hands-off stuff a lot more her not being super involved in the title picture. Like, she, they might have built up for a match with her and Sonya Deville. I don't... I think that would have been... I think that was the plan, and we wouldn't... We wouldn't think this is such a cluster F. All right. That's... I don't know. I agree with Joseph Bose in the chat. All right. George, did you want to add anything to that? Nope. No? All right. <laughs> no words. You've left... You guys have left George wordless. All right. Here we go. Um, also, Shinsuke Nakamura... What do you guys think? Is the United States Championship best suited for him? We'll start with you, Steven. Um, 
as of this moment, yes, the United States Championship is perfect for Shinsuke Nakamura. Do I think Shinsuke Nakamura is suited for much, much more? Absolutely. However, I think he's going to get over and be very, very talented. Like, he's going to be get over and be very, very entertaining as the U.S. champion who conveniently claims to not speak English. I think it's going to be really funny. There's going to be a lot of jangoism. It's going to be... I'm about it. All right. George? That was cool. I mean... I dug it. Like I mean, it was short but sweet. I dug it. I mean, I I want to see again maybe like a full blown match between these two. I think this this would be pretty cool. Their clash of styles. Um, but I dug it. I mean, I, I I like Nakamura as just kind of any champion in general. I, I think if they're not beat, you know, it's one of the, I look at it like Hogan, right? You look at Hogan in the '80s, where it's not so much that nobody else was ready to be champion because there was top. There were a lot of world champion uh, contend or uh, you know type guys mm-hmm. in that '80s roster. It just that it was Hogan. You know, you yeah. look at now where it's like, there's nothing really wrong with Nakamura. It's just AJ Styles is like the best ever right now. So it's mm-hmm. like, I, I don't want to take anything away from Nakamura. So it's like, hey, well, let's give him the, the U.S. belt for now. And I, I I like that move. What did you guys think about Randy Orton coming Loved in? Loved it. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to like, I'm a huge Randy Orton mark. So it's just one of those where like, I want to see what they're going to do first. Is he going to be a tweener? Because it's like, oh, you're going to be a heel again. So now when are you going to turn babyface again, you know? So now here's the thing. I don't think he actually turned heel. I think what he was trying to say to Shinsuke when he came and totally kicked Jeff Hardy. I, yeah, he's <laughs> he's saying, dude, you're playing dirty, so can I. I'm the Viper. I think he's going to you know, take the Viper. I, I'm excited about a matchup between those two. Um, but the, the thing about Randy Orton is, like, when he's a babyface, everybody wants him to be heel. Whenever he's a heel, everyone wants him to be babyface. So maybe, yeah, maybe he's just going to be a little bit of both. Well, Randy Orton's been in the company so long. I feel <laughs> that, you know, he's, I kind of feel like whatever he does is going to do it good. He's Well, I also think he's got big show syndrome in the sense that he'll do whatever they tell him to do mm-hmm. and, like, won't won't jump out of line at all. I think he's another one like Roman Reigns that there's way more there than we've ever seen. That like Randy Orton, everything we've ever seen from Randy Orton is kind of the tip of the iceberg and he's just been in a holding pattern for like 10, 8 years. 8 to 10 years. 10 then 8. That's <laughs> that's not the order those n- numbers go. <laughs> but like, like 8 to 10 years he's just been in a holding pattern and been the exact same person. Yep. All right. Well, Steve, moving on. So what do you think is next for the SmackDown tag team division? Do we think that Team Hell No is going to remain a team? And also, what's next for the Bludgeon Brothers? Um, Hell No on Team Hell No remaining a team. There's mm-hmm. bigger There's bigger things for Daniel Bryan to do. Also, um, Authors of Pain. Done wrong. Or sorry. Sorry. We're on the wrong tag division. <laughs> uh, Sanity. 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 They're too similar. They're, it's stupid. Saturday should be next in line for the Bludgeon Brothers, and that'll be fire. That'll be straight fire, and we should all enjoy it. Is it me or nobody thought that Josh Barnett was insanity? Look just like him, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, don't come on, tell me you look like him. Uh, I I I, I kind of like the team of Team Helmino. Like I, I like their chemistry. They kind of did a little too much with the little NSYNC stuff, you know. I, I mean, I kind of dug that he kind of quoted this. I promise you, to be honest with you. Uh, but I, I kind of wouldn't mind them see kind of. Them not breaking up, but still kind of like just just being there, you know, like oh cool, let's 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 team up every now and then yeah. because we have good chemistry with each other, you know, and let's let, let's maybe win the championship for like a couple weeks, you know, like I would I I, I obviously we all want to see Daniel Bryan as a singles, we all want to see him against Nakamura, against AJ, against Joe, et cetera, et cetera, you know, we get it, uh, but I, I just I don't want them to just completely eliminate that, you know, them being a team. I think there's still a lot of potential with them as a team, you know, a lot of cool nostalgia and some, you know, a lot of teams that they can face, you know, the bar which we haven't seen in mm. like, two months, uh, you know, the clubs there, you know, maybe them insanity, like who knows. 
Oh, Do you I, think it's something they can, they can always circle back to? Is I guess yeah, what you're trying yeah. to say. Well, I agree that I agree that this is something that can always have legs in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this Tuesday, Daniel Bryan should be off doing something else. Like I feel like Kane should go back to whatever Kane's doing, and Daniel Bryan should go back to being singles. And this is something we can always know. This is something we can always do if Kane's available. If he's not, you know, running for mayor, <laughs> hypothetically, if that's a thing, a demon, the devil's favorite demon can do. That if he's not running for mayor and he's available to work a paper, like a whole loop into a pay per view, then like, cool, Team Hell knows back, and they'll have that weird California raisin T shirt. I think it's just one of those things that you know we always. You know, it's something that we all like seeing them together because they're so funny. And every time someone is such a good, they have such good comic, comedic chemistry together that it's like, oh, you don't really want to give that up, you know? Um, but you know what we want to talk about right now? Hey, After Buzzes, our network produces after shows for nearly all your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there is no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we do need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels, of course, including the Wrestling and Sports channel. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you, and you'll help After Buzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications don't be because they are optional so hit that subscribe button now for this channel check out our after buzz youtube channels as well and let us know if you did so in the comments and we will definitely thank you on air for now thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the espn of tv talk all right and moving on so 20 years ago in the same area we had mick foley get thrown off the cage now Today, Braun Strowman throws off Kevin Owens off the steel cage. What did you guys think? How was that? Did it live up to exactly the same what McFoley did? What do you guys think, Stephen? We'll we'll start with you. Um, Nothing can live up to what McFoley did at Hell in a Cell. No one was trying to. I like or no one was like trying to do that exact spot because that expect that exact spot was insane and no one should ever really try it the same way. I guarantee you there was triple the safety precautions tonight than there ever were for anything McFoley ever did. So on that regard of like, it's going to forever be compared to McFoley, especially because they both happened in Pittsburgh. But I do think this is something very unique to Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman. And I think it, it's the moment of the night for me because it very much tells a very clear story of Kevin Owens, someone who really wants to escape the cage and win at all costs and Braun Strowman who just wants to dominate and kind of doesn't care. Like, he knowingly threw him off the top of the cage, knowing that he would lose the match. He didn't care. And I just loved it. I love that that made so much sense for who this person was. For who he is. Uh, George, so I want to touch base on you. Earlier you mentioned that you felt that a lot of the stipulations for the matches didn't necessarily match up with the feud. And I think that this is the match that you were talking about, correct? Well, yeah, one of the match. Or, yeah, pretty much the match. The main match that I was talking about. Because, yeah, okay. Here, okay. I get, we just mentioned logic. But, <laughs> it, it, okay, so you have Braun Strowman chasing Kevin Owens. And I get it. You want to entrap him in a cage, right? Why? So you can beat him up and have nowhere to go. He's already beat up Kevin Owens. He already beat you know, dumped him when he was in a porta potty. You know, and it just—it's just weird because, like, here you have a, a legit, two legit people in Bailey and Sasha Banks, right? Like, they have beef. They have, you know, they're kind of feuding. They're back and forth. Bailey snaps and says, "All right, now you're going to go see a therapist. You're going to go see a psychiatrist." <laughs> it's like, okay, so now you have Braun Strowman continuously trying to, 
I, in some ways, bully Kevin Owens, you know, flipping over his car. That was kind of cute. But, like, knocking him over on the porta potty and now it's like, okay, now you guys are going to be put in a cage. Like, that makes no sense to me. Like, how does that make any sense? First off, you've already done what a damage, whatever damage you need to do to Kevin Owens. Why do you want to keep beating him up? Move on. You're the money in the bank winner. Like, you know, try to find some way to get Brock Lesnar back. Like, that should be your main priority, not beating up a guy as a babyface, beating up a guy that you've already beat up before. You know, and then they put them in the cage. I just thought it was weird. I thought the match was good. I thought it, I'm not. I'm not dissing the match in any way. I thought it was great. I thought Kevin Owens' bump was just sick. I mean, mm. it was just like, man, like, and and and, and even I compare it to Foley just because, like, as opposed to Shane, Shane fell off the cage. Yeah, Owens was thrown off the cage. Yeah. similar similar to Foley. So that that alone, like, kind of. He has some control, but, like, still you kind of have to rely on the other person. I don't know. It, to me, that would just, like, dude, Kevin Owens is insane. <laughs> but just, yeah, I, I, I more had uh, issues with the buildup as opposed to, like, the actual match. The match was great, but it's like I didn't, I didn't get why it had to be in a cage or even them had a match at all. Exactly. That just sounds kind of, like, bullyish. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that this should have been a steel cage match. It could have... It could have been anything else. I could have been, you know, it could have been the Extreme Rules match. There you go. You know, it just it didn't like a make sense. Strap match. Yeah. <laughs> just something where I think that it feeds to Braun Strowman and everything that he has been doing to Kevin Owens, and kind of I guess you can say take that a step further. Mm-hmm. Did you want to add to that, Steve? No, I just think stipulation-wise, it would have made more sense if Kevin Owens got away and all these hijinks of the last four weeks mm-hmm. versus Braun Strowman keep catching kept catching him. So you're right. The cage makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, it'd be different it's, if he hadn't had gotten his hands on him already. Yeah, but he dumped him in a porta potty. And what the, what was blue? I that's what I'm still trying to. I figure. think what it's always blue. blue. I think something in the system, oh, really? the filter. I've seen. I don't know where I don't else know I saw that. It, I'd but rather. I saw that I'd rather. It doesn't not. smell like it's blue, but whatever. I would rather not know those details. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So one of the other things that we can't forget is that Braun Strowman still has the money in the bank. Do you guys have any sort of predictions or any sort of way that Braun Strowman, when or where or how he should be cashing in the money in I the bank? I think we're going to get – I mean, if, if, if whatever Kurt Angle said that Brock Lesnar has to be on Raw tomorrow or else, you know, we might get some clarity on that. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe he's not even going to cash on Brock. Maybe he's going to cash. Maybe is Bobby Lashley going to be the next in line for who knows? It well, in the short term. So Brock Lesnar likely doesn't show up tomorrow night. So they're either booking a SummerSlam match. Where is Raw tomorrow? Do you know? Uh, not offhand. Know, yeah. Probably if they're in Pittsburgh. Probably. I I Minnesota. <laughs> Chat, get on that. Let us know. <laughs> probably Minnesota, but I would say. I I think it would be very interesting, and they like to do unique things with the money in the bank briefcase when possible, and I wouldn't be shocked if tomorrow night Kurt Angle comes out and says, no no one responded, Paul Heyman's not here, Brock Lesnar's not here, he is stripped of the Universal Championship. Braun Strowman comes out, I cash in my money in the bank contract. Buffalo. And then... (laughs) And then Bobby Lashley comes out, and then uh, Dolph Ziggler comes out, and then, and then, and then, and then it becomes a bit of a schmaz for a vacant world title heading into the SummerSlam. Kurt Angle wouldn't have said what he was he said tonight if there wasn't a plan for what Brock Lesnar was going to do at SummerSlam. If Brock Lesnar was going to no-show SummerSlam, they would not have addressed it tonight. Mm-hmm. So I think... I think we're seeing Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. I think and, they always knew what they were doing. I, yeah. I, I don't think they ever now knew. Oh, they a, they ignored the Universal title for a whole week last week. Like, after the Cormier yeah. stuff. I don't think they knew the Cormier stuff was going to happen, but I do think they knew that Lesnar was was or wasn't going to work at like, SummerSlam. I think, I think, yeah, I think they've already known for the last three months that when Brock Lesnar's next match is going to be. 
Mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they know it'll be summer. Like, they know it will or won't be SummerSlam. Yeah. And it looks, as of this moment, that if it won't be SummerSlam, then Brock Lesnar will not be Universal Champion for his next match. And it would be a shame, because you had a perfectly good opportunity to just take it off of him in, in where the greatest Royal Rumble. And they didn't do that. So, on them. So, two things. One, it, it, Raw will be in Buffalo, New York. So, we got that in the chat, and then George also got that. Um, one of the other things is that I think with Braun Strowman, in terms of the cash-in, I think that what, in terms for his character, what he has to do is make sure to announce it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he should just go in and cash it in I as agree. a surprise. Yeah, just because he's the monster among men. He shouldn't be afraid of anybody. So, mm-hmm. why take the cheap way out and, you know, beat somebody after they've already had a match. I think he should go you oh, know, the RVD route, the John Cena route, and announce it ahead of time. I agree. I agree, too. And I think if if we know if we know Brock Lesnar's working SummerSlam, I think tomorrow night's the perfect opportunity for Heyman to come out and try to, like, weasel or whatever, and Braun Strowman come out with the briefcase and just be like, SummerSlam, homie. And then we would know for sure whether or not Brock Lesnar is yeah. going to be at SummerSlam. And, then, and, even, and even if you want to play out the fact that Brock Lesnar might not show up, let it be that Braun Strowman is cashing in money in the bank, and if Brock Lesnar doesn't show up, he wins by default. So make that, make that the sticking point. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, so one of the happy moments, or I guess you can say happy, <laughs> excited moments, I was happy, was the B team uh, winning the tag team titles. How did you guys feel about this? What do you guys think of them as a team? And what's next for them? And as well as what's next for Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt? I, I want to meet somebody that doesn't think the B team is not fun. Like, if you don't like the B team, even if they're heels, like, they're just fun to watch. Like, they, it, I, I always like, like the New Day or, or even like DX from 98 because, like, you can tell that whenever they're on TV, they're having, like, the time of their lives. Yeah. And, and that's what I see when it comes to Axel and Bo Dallas. Like, you can just tell they're making the most of every single opportunity that they're being, they've been given. Like, from, from everything that they've done in the last, you know, since The Miz left them. Like, they've given everything. And I want to, like, I'm curious about this. I don't know. I can't, I can't, can't verify if anybody in the chat world uh, knows. I think this might be the first time that titles have changed between siblings. I'll, I'll rely on the Because I know people might say, like, that. brother-in-law. Like, no, I'm not talking about Brett and Bulldog. I'm talking about, like, brothers, like, you know, siblings. Blood, like regular yeah. blood brothers. This that might be, be the first time, because I can't think of any another time that's happened. It's definitely the first time among the Raw tag team titles. Yeah. I will say that with with definite defining I'm words. Words are not happening right now. <laughs> um, I really... What about, what about sign language? About I enjoy that? these. My question for the panel is, do we think this would have happened if Bray Wyatt didn't get in a car accident? No. So you, like... I think this is this was the plan the whole time. Really, you think the plan the whole time was for the B team to do? It's been awesome. Like, how do you not keep that momentum going? I think okay. it's almost kind of like it's kind of like a joke. It's a running joke. So why not go with it? I don't think that his accident had anything to do with it. In fact, I even forgot when he actually, you know, came out. You know? And then come on, I I know we all love that segment with him and with them and Roman Reigns. Yes, mm. I love that segment. Oh my god, that was amazing. That was hilarious. I almost felt like, dude, even they're throwing digs at Roman Reigns now. What kind of level have we got into the B team is suddenly becoming the A team by throwing dabs over at Roman Reigns, <laughs> you know? But I'm, I'm excited to see them as champions. I, I, I think, again, kudos to both of them. I know I know uh, Axel's been champion before, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Intercontinental and Tag Team. I know Bodas was NXT champion, but I'm happy that now he's, they're really getting, like, solid TV time, like, every single week. They're not just on mm-hmm. main event. They're on Raw every single week, and most of the time, like, 
the most entertaining part of the show. Yeah, I also... I'm looking forward to Authors of Pain getting a massive amount of heel heat for coming in and beating them. Just beating, like, destroying them. Because mm-hmm. that's the whole point. Like, it's this feel-good underdog story. Sometimes you need Ivan Drago to just be like, come mm-hmm. in like, no, I'm better. Does anybody say if there's <laughs> This is what other, better looks like. I'm siblings? not seeing it. No? No, nothing Might yet. Might be the first time. All right, we'll, we'll eventually get something there. <laughs> All right, now moving on to Finn Balor and Baron Corbin. Ugh. <laughs> I was going to say that. Steve, we'll start with you. What did you think about this? Um, I think Finn Balor is an incredible gamer to be able to unlock the non-playable character in Baron Corbin. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, it's very much... I what's, Make him constable, then don't make him wrestle. Is how I feel about Baron Corbin. I don't, I don't... I think we could be doing so much more with Finn Balor. I think we can... I'm a little at a loss for words because this match was just very unimpressive. What did you think about his? What, what do you think about his new character and his and his new in ring wardrobe? Oh, I think he's excellent as the Constable Baron Corbin. However, I don't think that means he should wrestle every every month because at a certain, unless the plan is for him to actually move forward in the ranks, which I guarantee you it isn't. It's for him to work with Finn Balor and do what they wish they could still do with Big Cass, where it's just have a I'm bigger than you gimmick. I'm bigger, therefore better than you, gimmick. I think that's all all that's happening here, and it's 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 mess city. You know, yeah. for the for the longest time, and this is, I mean, I, I not that I get pro wrestling, but for the longest time, I always thought like, how come they don't have so and so as the main event? How come they don't have like you know Zack Ryder should be the main event, so and so should be like all these people are like these guys deserve the main event. Uh, and I've said this all the time. There are just way too many people on the roster to the point where not to say that Finn Balor is like ha- has downgraded for Constable Corbin, but it's like. You know, Finn Balor's a top guy, so you're gonna have to find something for him to do. You know, obviously yeah. everyone else is. You know, he's he's not in the Intercontinental Title picture. Uh, he's not in obviously the Universal cha- Title picture. But like, you gotta have something for him to do. He's he's too popular, and just and unfortunately, this is a kind of a casualty of like them being too popular. And just you know, let let's see, let's give him something to do. And match is okay. I mean, it wasn't bad. But it well, was okay. even the finish wasn't that great, though. It didn't make Finn Bell. It didn't make Finn look at the level that he is in comparison to to Baron Corbin. He just essentially nearly got the win, yeah. you know. And I honestly, I just absolutely hate Baron Corbin's <laughs> look now. I hate it. I hate it. I think that I'm. I think that. Okay. So obviously his character is supposed to be, you know, checking up on Kurt Angle and be like, oh, you know, you know, favoring the heels, obviously. We know that. All right. So why is he dressed like a waiter? That doesn't make <laughs> any sense at all. So here's my idea. You know, I get it. Baron Corbin doesn't have the best body out there. So, you know, we're not going to see him in tiny little trunks or tights or anything mm-hmm. like that. So why don't we see him more in terms of the Kevin Nash look, you know, where he has the singlet and then he has pants. Mm. You know, wouldn't that make more sense for him? I think that would give him more of a badass look to go with what he's doing now as the constable. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, that's right. All right. So, you know, I feel that that would be so much better for him, you know? This doesn't, this look isn't making any sense for me at I'm actually all. all about the look. What does frustrate me is that you saw him post-match and he was just drenched in sweat. And it reminded me, like, so does he go to, does he go to a bit, like, a just for men in every city he goes to and then buys cheap buys cheap menswear that he can just sweat out and then leave in that like <laughs> trash in that city. Also, if you want to talk about economy, this match went eight minutes eight minutes and twenty seconds. That cage match went eight minutes and five seconds. Oh wow. So you want to talk about like bang for your buck, bang for your minute? That cage match was everything you would want for eight minutes. 
versus this match, which was longer. And you're just like, oh, I like Finn Balor. Well, I agree with you. If Finn Balor, he should be doing something else. But I think we can argue that. we've, And we have argued this for in the past for lots of other wrestlers that have been stuck in unfortunate feuds. And what can we do? Can't yep. do nothing about it, but like, wait for Jinder, them to get something the Miz better. Miz wasn't even on the show, and like I think he's the top guy. Yeah, Miz wasn't even on the show. Yeah. Well, that's that's what sucks, and that's why we're happy for people like the B team because they can easily get lost in a shuffle, never be seen of. And I mean, at this point, they're getting a better a better push than Finn Balor. Anyways, but we're <laughs> moving on because we still have two more things to talk about. We're moving on to the pre-show, which you know we had the table match with New Day and Sanity. What did you guys think about this? We'll start I- with you, Steve. I thought this match was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually, like, this is the first time looking at match times. Eight seems to be the magic number. <laughs> Most of these matches were exactly under nine minutes. So I think that's just fun, especially for a tables match on free TV, like on YouTube and on mm-hmm. Twitter, and, like, the kickoff match in the tables match. You look at the New Day you or Sanity, they don't, it doesn't look like that to them. To them, this is, mm-hmm. this is the main event. This is everything. We're going to go. These guys ruined our pancake eating opportunity. Like this is our this is what we want. And it really showed and there were some stakes and it was a lot of fun. I agree. I mean this was just a fun match. I mean tables matches can go either way for me. I'm not really a big fan of these matches. But when they're good, they're, they're pretty good. I, I, I like this match overall, a lot of cool stuff. I mean, New Day, I think they always deliver anyways. I mean I, I think Big E or I think Xavier Woods, as or Steve would say, Xavier Woods. Uh, <laughs> I, I think he's just like just so good at everything that he does, whether it's in the ring, on the mic, like I, I think he, I really hope he becomes more uh, than just a third of the New Day. All right, and speaking mm. of someone that I hope, you know, gets some more, Andrade Cien Almas went against Sin Cara. What did you think? Um, I really liked this match on SmackDown last Tuesday. <laughs> it was, not to say it was the exact same match, but it's, yeah, these guys, these guys have history. It was fun. I'm happy they're both on, like, I'm happy they're both on the card. I'm happy they're both getting paid. Yeah, I I. The match was unremarkable in the sense that it was just kind of there. Like, how much heat could you possibly have if you fought last Tuesday? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of there. I like both guys. Yeah. I like both guys. I, I like. I like the, I'm a big almost mark, as you can probably tell. You know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, like, I, I mean, anything with Cena almost. I think he's been killing it ever since he came up to the main roster. I'm happy for everything that he does. Obviously, Zelina the Vega is like golden. Uh, but yeah, like I said, overall, good match for what it was. And we hope to see Andrade Cien Almas do more because I'm sorry, but I don't want to see him against Cara again. No offense to Sin Cara, but I just think that Andrade Cien Almas can do so much more. He's such a great wrestler. I, I, I like Let's that they're not him rushing him, though. He's, he was in NXT for, like, three years? No, but just on the main roster. Like, I mean, let him be, like... Yeah, but what happened to the days when, you know, someone was really great and really wonderful, and then we gave them such a good spot, you know, when they came to the main roster? Like, let's let's see him do something good. Let's see him do something different. He's a refreshing and, new character that think, we haven't seen. I think him and Brian would be awesome. There you go. Exactly. We should be seeing that instead. All right, guys. So that is our Extreme Rules after show. But before we go, Steve, where can the people find you? They can find me right here, right now. But they can also find me on Twitter pretty much exclusively. I'm at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I run four different YouTube channels for pro wrestlers. And if you want to know which ones, you got to follow me. 
George? Uh, I'm George. I'm here at AfterBuzz, but you can also... Why don't you, if you're in L.A., you should come to Wrestling Pro Wrestling this Thursday. It's uh, at CIA, the circus place, cool little circus place this Thursday. Uh, Wrestling Pro Wrestling, it's ran by uh, Brian Kendrick. A lot of cool talent is on there. Uh, I might be on there. Uh, but yeah, it's fun. You guys should all go. If not, then we'll be on... Uh, it, you can subscribe to Twitch, and they're there, but you can also... Yeah, Twitch. Twitch.WrestlingProWrestling. All right, and you guys can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Come talk to me. I'm always tweeting. I'm super annoying, so come talk to me. Good. And then also make sure to check out my YouTube channel, guys. I have lots of interviews on there with lots of wrestlers that you guys would like to see. Search up Denise Salcedo on YouTube, and that will also pop up. So make sure to come out, say hi, say hey to all three of us and all of that. Share your thoughts with us. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to our after show. Executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.